What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back to Frank Cusimano on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome back. Hollywood Casino Press Box. All new 590 The Fan. Frank Cusimano with you till 12. Joe and Cole are here. H. Balzer checks in on Tuesdays. H, good to be with you. How are you, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Is, is that is that old, somewhat old NFL Films music there? It is. Yes. In honor of you. I, I because so. you, are I old, so. you are old NFL, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can remember hearing that one, but I could tell from whatever, whether that was the tubas or whatever going on, that, man, that sounds like NFL films. You know, people who have listened know that I've said this for about two or three decades, that I would love some time which I had never done, I would always say it, do a show. And right around this time of year when things are very slow and talk with NFL Films people and just talk about the music and how that all began pretty much with Steve Sable and they did that all themselves and they composed it with with musicians themselves and it would be kind of cool to talk about the origins of some of that and play a bunch of the music. I, I would think that would be a fun a fun little show. But anyway, haven't done it. Maybe someday I will. All right. H, is there a scenario where the Los Angeles Rams are that bad this year because their offseason has been terrible that they could actually be tanking for Caleb Williams and have the USC quarterback, you know, just uh, drive about 10 more minutes and go to play for the Rams at the end of next year? Or do you think your Arizona Cardinals are so bad that as bad <laughs> as the Rams can be, they won't be worse than them? That, that's probably the case. Because you look at the Rams, and assuming that Matthew Stafford is healthy, which we believe he is, and at least they have the potential of him being available all season. And they do still have Cooper Cup, and they still do have 
Aaron Donald, who no one on the Cardinals approaches those three players in terms of ability and availability. And so, yeah, it's hard to imagine the Rams being worse uh, than the Cardinals. But, hey, you never know in this league. I mean, the, the schedules are tough for both teams, especially, you know, the I've said this a few times on the station, the NFC West has the hard, hard you know, the strength of schedules that come out with with the figures for what a team's schedule is based on all of their games and, and the teams and, and, and the, te- the records of those teams last year is only a, a meaningless snapshot of what strength of schedule is. And, and I've always broken it down to not only division strength of schedule, but most important, the eight games that every team in a same division has, which is one against a complete division in the NFC and one against a complete division in the AFC. And the NFC West has the toughest schedule easily in the entire league of those eight games at almost six, you know, just around 61 uh, percent. The AFC East isn't far behind at 58 percent, but after that, it, it falls down. So with those schedules that the teams have in the NFC West, it's it's going to be tough for, for all those teams and especially the Rams and the Cardinals. The, 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 the one thing you wonder about what really did in both teams last year, aside from injuries to a lot of different players was the offensive line and the Rams in their heyday when they were playing well they had a great offensive line it fell apart last year for a variety of reasons most of it injuries as did the Cardinals and when you when you have that you're not going to be consistent offensively so I'm not sure how the Rams line is going to look, but they've got a lot of questions, as do as do the Cardinals. So they'll probably be pretty close. You look around the league, and I see, you know, Houston. I think he has a pretty good defense, but they're going to be in the hunt for the top pick, as will probably a couple of other teams that we're not even thinking of uh, right now. But they they should be top. They they should be no worse than top ten uh, teams, and. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Kayla Williams and who ends up with that first pick. All right, uh, big article recently about the candidacy for Fred Taylor in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he did average four point six yards per carry, and that's actually ahead of Hall of Famers Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton, Tony Dorsett, Marshall Falk, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Earl Campbell. Uh, he's he's one of these guys that he just didn't play in championships and didn't get to a lot of Pro Bowls. But I'm wondering, if you do let him in, don't you have to then make a move on Eddie George, on Steven Jackson, on Otis Anderson? It's that ten to 11,000-yard running back who's kind of like that borderline thing. And do you think Fred Taylor is going to get in? It's it's a great question, and you mentioned his you know his candidacy kind of getting some pub. Well, that's because he's talked about it, and so he's doing a certain amount of self promotion, which it can help a little bit because I think a lot of times what the selectors will do is when a guy talks or someone talks about them, they'll go in and look you know at the record. But you raise a great point with the with the comparables to some other really really good running backs, and you know the other thing about Taylor is. As good as he was, and he was a hell of a back, the question becomes, was he ever considered one of the best when he played? I don't, I don't know if that's fair, uh, just because he didn't have an all-pro or something like that, because on the all-pro team, you only have two running backs on it. 
And so just so if you're third or fourth or fifth, wherever you might fall, does that all of a sudden mean you're not as good as some of the other two? So, I, you know, he has been a semifinalist, and I think there's a good chance at some point, Frank, that he probably will elevate to a finalist, and, you know, then we'll see uh, what happens there. But I'm a big promoter. We've talked about Otis Anderson before. We haven't talked about Steven Jackson uh, all that much. But, you know, there's a guy. Is, is it the fault of a player, one individual on a team, especially a running back, if his team overall wasn't that good when he was playing? And, of course, in Jackson's case, you know, the, the Rams were awful, except for the, you know, the first couple years of his career when he wasn't the number one back yet and Marshall Falk was still with the Rams. And then after that, when he was the main guy, I mean, the, the team record was not just bad. It was abysmal. And yet he was out there. He hardly ever missed games. He played with injuries. And he was just a warrior. And so I, I think he deserves a little closer look. He hasn't, he hasn't been a semifinalist in the several years he's been uh, nominated and so at some point I think I'm, I'm going to take up his you know his argument at least to see if he can at least get uh, discussed but you know it, the, the thing that was unfortunate is when he left the Rams to go to Atlanta and the Falcons were a really good team then and the thought was oh boy he can really stand out with them and help them win a lot of games and then it didn't happen and so then his you know his career ended I think I don't remember if it was two or three years with the Falcons but they weren't you know that productive but he was at that stage of the career where it often you know starts going downhill for running back so I, I think you know I think Taylor might have a chance at some point but once again like you said when you start comparing him to some other running backs that's it, there's not that much uh, separation to say well he deserves it more than someone else unless you start putting in you know a bunch of those guys you know it's interesting because in the height of their Pittsburgh Steeler career I would have bet the ranch that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio mm-hmm. Brown yeah. would end up in the Hall of Fame. And they both, although it's a little bit different, had similar dramatic downfalls. The, the difference is, Levian admits he screwed up. He should have right. just stayed there and am- amassed those yards and been with that great organization. He knows he screwed up, but Antonio Brown just continues to blame everybody else. I'll totally blame everyone else and doesn't take any responsibility of the things uh, that happened in his career. And he was probably, you're right, he was probably on a Hall of Fame path. And all he had to do was continue also with the Steelers. All he had to do was continue doing the right thing instead of being divisive and getting to the point where it just forced the Steelers' hand to move on from him. And with Bell also, I mean, you know, who knows if he hadn't held out that one season in Pittsburgh, and then he wasn't bad when he when he went to the Jets, but he certainly wasn't anywhere close to what he had been. So you know who knows you know who knows what his numbers would look would look like if he had stayed there, and he he would definitely be certainly in the conversation. What's interesting about it, Frank, is that, and it happened with Terrell Davis, where with a very with a very short career that of course was ended you know by injury. And Tony Baselli, who had a short career, it's in recent years, guys who didn't play that long, 
the, the committee has started saying, okay, well, just because a guy didn't play long or he had some tough t- things at the end of his career when he was a little beyond the, the best time, what was he in his best years? What was he uh, arguably of Hall of Fame ability in those years? And we've seen some of those guys get in. So that could be something that will, you know, will help some of the, you know, a guy, you know, like Bell down the, down the, you know, you know, down the years and, you know, in the future. But I think it's still a long shot that he'll ever get elected. Well, one guy who's going to be considered, but he's got to finish out his career. And that's why it's probably the most important decision looming right now in the NFL is where does DeAndre Hopkins go next? He's a guy, H, who's still relatively young. I think 31, 850 catchers or so, over 11,000 yards and 71 touchdowns. That's like that's borderline right now. All he's got to do is put together three great years and he'll be in. I, I would say so. And they might not even have to be great years, but if they're really good years and if even he, if he can get to, you know, if he averages 900 close to a thousand yards receiving, and that's not even, a, that's not a great year anymore in the NFL, but if he can get over a thousand receptions and get to, let, let's say, you know, 13, 14,000 yards, then it's going to be pretty compelling. It would be more compelling, which I think is unfair if he can get with it. And I'm sure that's what he's looking at. If he can get to a team that will win and then he can you know start start doing it on the biggest stages then that can help also where you know most of the time I think that that's unfair to individuals to judge them on what's a team thing and that's winning but yeah he he, he th- this next step needs to be an important one obviously he's got to go out there and do it and he has to stay healthy which he really wasn't for the last two seasons, when he came to the Cardinals three years ago in 2020, he'd only missed two games in his entire career up to that point. Last two years, it's been much different. Yes, six games were by suspension, but there were still many, you know, several others that were missed because of injury. So he'd have to stay healthy too. But the, the guy's an incredible, incredible uh, talent, and, and just watching him, you know, you can see the the excellence. You know that that he has, and I was I was fortunate enough to have seen him on a every game basis for several seasons. And when he was out there, and and the funny thing, the thing about him, Frank, is he's not a speed guy. You know, he's not a guy that just beats defensive backs down the field, but. He hardly ever drops a pass. He he's an incredible route runner, and it's, and his catch radius is, is just is just phenomenal. And his quarterbacks know that, so it'll be very interesting to see where you know where he ends up. And and believe he's thinking of the Hall of Fame because last year, for those who were watching Hard Knocks, he. Uh, made a comment in one of the scenes that he was worried that his suspension would uh, be a negative in the eyes of the uh, of the voters, and he wondered if that could affect him uh, somewhere down the road. And I actually had a conversation with him uh, afterward in in the Cardinals locker room, and and I, I mentioned to him that we are told as selectors that what happens off the field with a suspension or whatever is not to be considered. We are to consider candidates only on what they do on the field and he's oh that was that's good to know thanks so you know we'll see we'll see where it goes from here but you're right it's very important to see you know where he goes and, and it probably is more important to go with a team that has a good quarterback as opposed certainly he wants to win but you know there are teams that have really good quarterbacks that don't win a lot in the postseason and that's probably his biggest um 
you know, biggest effort. And and look at the two teams that have shown interest. There's only really been two, and they both have quarterback questions with the Titans and the Patriots. So yeah. uh, he, he might now just be look knowing he's probably not going to hit it big with a contract, he might now just be looking at a team that, boy, uh, has a better quarterback but then loses a receiver at some point through injury or, or whatever and suddenly would have an interest in him. And who knows, it might not even happen for him joining a team until after training camp starts. You know, if I were DeAndre Hopkins and I'm in that Arizona Cardinal locker room the last couple of years and I know that Howard Balzer is a Hall of Fame voter, I would greet you with, H, you look great. Have you been working out? Have you lost weight? Man, are you a good-looking man. I would be sucking up to you like there's no tomorrow. All right, one final thought. We're talking about finishing off careers. I always bring this up in baseball, Dale Murphy won back-to-back MVPs, and then he just dropped off a cliff. Yeah. He didn't finish his career. He's not going to get in the hall. Now, I'm wondering, and you can refresh my memory, is Torrey Holt went to Jacksonville, and I think he right. was like 33, and he did reasonably well. He caught like 50 balls, 722 yards. Why didn't he come back? Because even if he were to come back just one more season and get closer to that 1,000-yard reception mark, and then, you know, Get to 14,000 yards. I mean, what happened there at the end? Because it's not like he wasn't productive. Did he just say, I, Jacksonville just zapped all the energy out of me or what? Well, my, my recollection, I have to double check his record, but I believe that Jacksonville didn't bring him back after the first season. And Joey, maybe if you can check this No, quickly. yeah, he, they didn't. But didn't. couldn't he have caught on somewhere? Well, he did. He, he caught on with New England. I think, and there was another team, and then he was hurt. Oh, and 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 that that was the thing that really affected his last few years. It was the knee injury. It, it was never, you know, it was never horribly serious, but it was just enough to affect his productivity. And so I think it was just at the point where he figured that, yeah, I could come back, but it's just maybe it's going to look worse uh, than it is. And he, he just could not. And you know, it was funny because he had some of those knee problems, you know, in his. You know, in his final years with the Rams, and we didn't know about it all that much. It was it wasn't talked about because he got out there and he continued playing. It was never it was never that serious where he had to miss a bunch of games. He just kept trying to fight through it, but it you know it probably affected him. And so uh, so yeah, I, I I think that was you know the big thing where it wasn't that he, that. He, he, it just wore him out at Jacksonville. I think he just faced, you know, faced the music, so to speak, and said, I, I, I just can't do it anymore uh, because of the injury. And th- now that we're talking about that, I've, I've said to myself a hundred times, gosh, what can I say more that would you know, help his candidacy? And maybe, maybe that's it. I, I, I just talked to Tori a couple of weeks ago, and maybe I need to talk to him again and said, hey, g- give me some of the background there at the end and your knee and, and all those things, because that could be a something that could be something that could resonate in the room, you know, just talking about, you know, a guy that, hey, he, he just wasn't able to play anymore because of his knee. And he chose, you know, not to continue playing just in order to kind of pad his numbers it's arguable how much he would have been able to pad it but to a certain degree he probably probably would have but I'm trying to remember if that last year that last year he had if he was on injured reserve or or whatever it it might be but it just it was just unfortunate the way the way it ended for him all right H for the best I appreciate it sir we will talk next week thank you sir 
Sounds good, Frank. Take care. The one and only Howard Balzer joining us. We'll take a short time out when we come back. Get the questions in for Dr. Rick. 855-282-8255. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.